Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? I'm pretty sure it's JD, but I stuffed myself so full of Thanksgiving dinner that I'm not entirely certain who I am anymore. Oh, God. If our identities are based <laughs> around whether or not we overeat, there is no hope. What are you talking about, Michelle? I mean, not for you, but my identity is clearly defined by how much I overeat. Yeah, I guess every time you do have a snack, what what's in a your lot snack of today? ways? Do you have a snack? In, like, have a like snack both physically recording? and psychologically. Are you just eating a bucket of blue cheese right now? No, it's uh, it's cranberry cheese from the <laughs> from the the snack tray. It's like a, it's really yummy, but it's yeah, it's got cranberries in it. Oh, man, you always have snacks. It makes me jealous. I feel like well, uh, eventually somebody's going to be like, could you tell that fucking guy to stop eating on the podcast? Because no. I know that sound irritates some people, and it, it just now occurs to me. But, well, you uh, mute when you do it. Yeah, I'm so going to turn this microphone respectful. off. Michelle, take a moment to tell these people what we're talking about today on account of how uh, uh, this was kind of your idea. This was your brainchild, and I, uh, I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah. Okay. So, full disclosure, I really just needed a way to weasel Star Kid in. Um, today we are talking about a horror comedy musical stage production called Black Friday, created by Star Kid Productions. Uh. And I have a whole history and everything that we can get into in a little bit. I am a fangirl. We will talk about it. Um, but yeah, we decided to do something outside the realm of our normal stuff because I really yeah. just needed to talk about Starkid. I love it. Yeah, and we're, uh, we're you know, stretching our legs here, trying to evolve the show, do things in that horror-adjacent world we often talk about. I got to be honest with you guys. I'm 100% certain that Michelle and I had the conversation at some point in the past about what this was, but I am also 100% certain that I completely forgot that conversation because when I fired this up on YouTube, my first reaction was, two hours and 17 minutes, Michelle, what did you do to me? Uh, and then within moments, I realized that it was a filmed version of a live stage performance and not only that it was musical theater and no longer did two hours and 17 minutes bother me uh and then we we were off to the races uh michelle you want to hit us with some spoiler free thoughts on this since you're the one who uh, brought it to our attention and then we'll save my potential surprises for our, for the second. Absolutely. Um, I am going to rate just this one um, because all of star kid, I would just give five stars. I am a huge fangirl. Uh, this one is not my favorite of their musicals, but it did fit into the lineup. So I got to weasel it in. Um, I consider the guy who didn't like musicals one of my favorite horror things. And that's another horror. one of their shows, to be clear, yep. right? Yep. That is their first horror comedy musical. Say that name again. The guy who didn't like musicals. That's the And one. it is 
a guy who doesn't like musicals and now he's suddenly in a musical because there are aliens taking over the world and it's very meta so people comment because now when people are breaking out in song it's because they've been infected and I consider it one of my favorite we'll say horror movies horror adjacent movies sure sure um, I love it so compared to that one this one is not on the level but I still really enjoy it. I think doing horror comedy musicals is so unique that you get a little bit of a pass, even when it doesn't totally work for me. I'm just going to go with a four. A solid four for Black Friday. Four skulls for Black mm-hmm. Friday Star Kid Productions. Michelle, yeah. uh, would you like to predict perhaps what my reaction to this thing was? I think you would have been surprised and at least somewhat liked it. I don't know to what degree. No, this is pretty rad. Uh, awesome. uh, <laughs> I am a, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if we've talked about it much before, but I am uh, uh, an unashamed musical theater nerd. As with anything that I like, I am so particular about what I do and don't like. Um uh, for example, I like uh, shows with a little bit more book. You know, like sung through shows are not typically my favorite sort of thing. That's a whole thing that some of you don't even know what I just said. It's cool. Uh, I get it. Musical theater is not necessarily everybody's bag. But, uh, no, I, I was really impressed with this. Uh, not just with the quality. Because they did this whole thing from start to finish, right? Like they wrote, like some people on their team wrote it, wrote the music for it, uh, directed it, they performed in it. It's, is that correct? Am I understanding that? That is correct. And I have history with all those people that we will get to. I have intense notes. Yeah. So it's like it, this entire thing from the ground up was built in house with this Star Kid Productions. Uh, and it was really impressive. Uh, and not just as a, a, a small theater stage performance, but they clearly put some time and effort and planning into how they were going to shoot this because they do some really fun and interesting things that add a real dynamic feel to this. Like uh, it, it absolutely in no way was just like a camera pointed at the stage and, and watching it happen. Uh, they, they put some time and work into this and this was, uh, this was really solid. I'm actually also coming in at four skulls on this one. Strangely enough, Michelle, I don't know what's going on, but we have to stop. We we, we need more things that we disagree on. I know after doing this so long, (laughs) like, I guess you didn't fucking love saw like I did. So does that count? (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but also to be fair, my own. My only real problem with Saw, not to diverge into that again, is there's just so goddamn much of it that it becomes absurd. Oh, but I love uh, absurd. there was there was one flash where I was kind of doing a little research uh, about this, uh, and, uh, and and while it was playing, uh, and uh, I got the mistaken impression that this was a sequel, and I was just mad. I was just mad. I sent Michelle a message immediately. I'm like, Michelle, this is a sequel. And then she schooled me on how dumb I am. Oh, yeah. We can start there. We're going to get into the spoiler section. Yeah, spoiler I gotta talk section, about guys. We're going to, we're going to tear, uh, seriously, uh, like, I, again, I, want, I know for some of you, you know, uh, musical theater is not something for every horror fan. 
But if it is uh, something that you can you can get into, even if you're you're not uh, necessarily a fan of musical theater, but you're not opposed to it, uh, there's some really uh, well done live horror here. There's some hilarious comedy here. Uh, give it a shot, uh, and then come back and listen to us tell you everything that happened. Absolutely, and you can find it. It's just on YouTube. Look up yeah. Black Friday Star Kid. It's very popular. You will find it. It's got 3.2 million you'll, you'll, views. It's the, it's it's the two hidden. hours and 17 minutes version. Yes, you will find it. <laughs> okay, spoiler section. Do I start with the history of Starkid, or do oh, I start no, with the, the horror comedy the summer, musical? You do the summary of the plot like you always oh, yeah. do, Michelle. I forgot. I got so excited about <laughs> the Starkid in general. I, I'm not remembering the format. Okay. As always, I will do a summary of the plot. And as always, I forgot I was going to do this. So we're just going to wing it. Um, unfortunately, this is not on IMDb. So I don't have a cast list in front of me. Never mind. I had the Wikipedia page pulled up. Okay. So Tom Houston, a.k.a. Dylan Saunders, a.k.a. Dumbledore from their Harry Potter musical. Um, Tom Houston is uh, going to go find a evil Furby, we'll call it. Uh, his name's Wiggling. He's the toy of the season. He gets to the mall and there's a bunch of other people and they're like, no, we want the Wiggly. And he's like, no, I want the Wiggly. So then people just start brutalizing each other. And that's pretty cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> I went great and cool. I, I pulled a mean girl. Um, so they just start brutalizing each other. But then Hannah, she's like, nope, I got powers, you guys. And the powers say this thing's bad. And then the colonel shows up and he's like, we got to go to the black and white. And he sends the guy to the black and white. And then there's like an evil devil man there. And the evil devil man's like, we're going to birth a god. And then they stop the birthing of the god because they burn the doll. And then they're like, man, this was kind of sad. What if tomorrow never comes? And then there's a whoosh and it's it's the end. That's the whole yeah, musical. That's a, that's a pretty solid uh, uh, summation of the plot uh, of uh, of Black Friday. Uh, yeah, it's like these people, uh, like the world is. You know, it's Tickle Me Elmo is is sort of that craze that it's it's uh, it's sending up here, uh, and just Black Friday insanity in general. Uh, I do want to hit on the the Wiggly. Uh, Wiggly, uh, uh, Michelle, how did you describe, uh, Wiggly, uh, in your little summary there? Do you remember what you said specifically? I believe. Evil Furby. Uh, I'm gonna do you one better. For those of you who might be uh, a little bit older, 80s kids, Wiggly is like, what if Cthulhu was a My Pet Monster? Like it's it's like a like a, a bright green tentacle faced stuffy thing, but very reminiscent of my pet monster. Michelle, if you don't know my pet monster, Google it. You'll understand what I'm saying. But uh, no, I I just I, I love that. Like the the doll exerts this influence over these people, and we ultimately realize at the end of the movie that the kids don't even want this fucking thing, right? Uh, I, I and, and it's. Uh, this actual, it's like a god from another dimension. Uh, I knew you would this love god, the Lovecrafty and part of this. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is this straight up Lovecraft vibe here. Uh, I, uh, I I liked that. It's the silliness, uh, just a, a real fun uh, combination of elements 
why don't you tell us a little bit about, because I'm not even 100% sure how to talk about this uh, mm-hmm. in, in sort of our, our typical context. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the background of of this and, and these folks? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Starkid, um, I'm going to tell you how I found Starkid first, because I think it's a funny story. Um, back in whatever year, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, the guy, God, here we go. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe was in a play with a horse where he got naked. And I went, I got to see those pictures. So I Googled Daniel Radcliffe naked horse and I found a forum. Oh, my God. Yep. I found That's a dangerous. forum. I, I did find the picture eventually. It was it was okay. fun. It was a good time. Um, but I found a forum that was a, a gay man forum, and they were all talking Surprise. about how hot Daniel Radcliffe is. But then there was an argument in the comments because they said that he was not the sexiest Harry Potter. That the sexiest Harry Potter was this guy from a very Potter musical, and that guy is Darren Chris. So then I went, what are they talking about? And I started playing the YouTube video, and I have been absolutely hooked on these people ever since. They became very, very well-known. It was a bunch of uh, people from the University of Michigan who put on their very first musical called A Very Potter Musical, which uh, is obviously a fan homage before J.K. Rowling was problematic. Uh, And it is hilarious. And if you enjoy the Harry Potter universe... It, it's just made for us, for weird nerds. Uh, the recording is not great because they just planned on doing this so that their families could see. And then it blew up and it became a huge thing. So they they made their initial uh, stuff by doing that. Um, but then they started branching out. And the second one that I saw from them was Me and My Dick which is a coming-of-age story about uh, teenagers who are going through puberty. And in this play, all of their genitals are attached to them by a rope. So this guy, played by Joey Joey Richter, he has a dick with him. And it's a guy with, like, a little pink beanie wearing all pink. And he's, like, talking to other genitals. And uh, it's, it's so fucking weird. And I love it. Um, and then they also did Starship, which was like Starship Troopers, but Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I have to interrupt because I have to <laughs> yes. ask you. Uh-huh. Uh Is this episode about Black Friday just going to turn into you rattling down every show these guys have done? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> but they haven't done very many. I'm going quickly. They've, I'm going do- quickly. they've done like twenty. No, they haven't. Yes, they have. No, I've got the list in front of me. The ones that matter. Uh, so Starship, which is Starship Troopers. But then they also did Holy Man Musical Batman, which is Batman, but a musical. They did Twisted. And this is why I have to go through the list, because Twisted is the story of Aladdin. But if it was wicked, so it's told from the story or from the side of Jafar and how he was mistaken. And that is exactly your shit. And you have to check it out. And then they also did the trailer organ, the Firebringer, whatever. But then eventually they came out and they're like, hey, guys, you know, what the world needs horror comedy musical stage productions. And they put out, out there's 16 titles on this list. But I think some of those are like the live show, like a very Potter senior year, which I don't think counts. Anyway, <laughs> the guy who didn't like musicals came out and it changed my fucking life. I listened to that soundtrack at least once a week. I am so addicted to it. I have enjoyed, to at least some extent, 
uh, everything that these people have done. Um, and then here's where I can talk about how this is not a sequel. I think that would be a good part to get to in my notes. So JD messaged me and he said, no, this I, is a sequel. I understand. Ex- no, but I understand how it's not a sequel. It's because it's, uh, it but happens our in an audience alternate doesn't. universe. Our audience doesn't. So I have to tell them about it. So if did. you happen to look, you it happen happens to look, in an alternate universe where the other one never of, happened. Kind of. I guess that would be a good way of putting it because some of these people are dead in the first musical that they did. But here's a complaint I have. Now they have, they've, uh, during COVID, they did a bunch of things called Nightmare Time, which was Zoom recorded musicals that became very fanciful and great. And they were also done in this universe with the characters from this universe. So they have gone all in and now there's just this whole Hatchetville uh, thing. Hatchetfield? Hatchetfield? Wherever. Yeah, Hatchetfield. Um, Hatchetfield. Um, like Haddonfield, but with a hatchet. Yes, Hatchetfield. Um, and with their most recent musical, Nerdy Prudes Must Die, um, which is a high school horror comedy musical um the audience just cheers when people come on stage and that's annoying and i wish that they would edit it out because then i have somebody like jd where i'm like hey check out one of the musicals and then they're just cheering randomly and you feel like you're missing i'm not gonna lie there was a decent amount of that experience here watching this one uh not Mm -hmm. to the extent that it it got annoying what it did is it made it clear to me that these are people that I should have known for some reason coming into this, yet I had no idea why. Like, it definitely gave that impression that there was, like, like it was kind of like FOMO, of right? Like, like, yeah. there, like, there's an inside thing happening there that I don't know because I haven't seen anything else they've ever done. And that yeah. is always a little off-putting, but uh, it's, it's certainly not their fault. I mean, I am very into Starkid. I've been watching their stuff for, I don't know, like 13 years. It, it's been a very long time, and I've seen all their stuff come out and have loved it. And I miss references because I haven't seen, like, all of Nightmare Time, which was the Zoom production. I basically watched what they put on YouTube. So even I'm missing out on things and getting some FOMO. So I think it would be a little bit better if in the future they just kind of, like, edited that a little bit because if somebody's watching at home they can go ha I know that person to themselves without feeling the FOMO and it makes it a little more accessible for when I'm trying to get my friends to watch particular things but yeah horror comedy musical stage productions this is a thing that I didn't know I needed until I saw the guy who didn't like musicals and then Black Friday which was also great and then Nerdy Birds Must Die which is fine yeah, this was a this was a real good time. I uh, I enjoyed it. I thought some of the the music was especially catchy. Obviously, I've only seen it the one time, so I would have to go back and and get some of it, you know, uh, kind of uh, more familiarized. But uh, uh, I think the thing that I I really appreciate about it is so this is this was like Kickstarter funded, right? And if yep. the thing I read is correct, when they started up the Kickstarter, they were asking for like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yep. And they ended up raising, or uh, they ended up raising like over half a million dollars. Yep. And you can see all of that uh, uh, on the screen here. Like, like there are there are props uh, and things like this. This Wiggly thing. Apparently, they actually made a bunch of these and sold them through their website for you guessed it forty nine ninety five. I did not uh, get one. 
I'm completely sold it. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, I would imagine within days. Uh, but uh, uh, that was really cool. Um, the uh, I love how they they use their sound design to, uh, you know, rather than than have some like like there are certain things that I I think other productions would have even just like a minimalist physical prop to to work things. But like when when they're opening and closing car doors or opening the trunk, like the, the there's not even a like a fake car trunk there. They're literally just miming into the air, and the sound design is is excellently done. Uh, I love when uh, they go into the black and white, uh, and Wiggly appears because like the hint of him is there the whole time with the Christmas garland over the 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 rail, right? And then the color shifts, and those two spotlights come in, mm-hmm. and it's just really, really, really well done. And also, I don't know, uh, like they very clearly did not just plan this show, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if they were planning the camera blocking all the way through the entire uh, development of the production because this is so, like, the way it's shot, they clearly knew exactly where people were going to be. They were prepared, right? And that is is impressive to me uh, uh, just on on a number of levels. Uh, I thought the way they handled uh, the, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's a stage play, right? So nobody's actually getting beat up. Uh, the, the violence is, is, is pretty, uh, like it's, it's what it can be. Uh, but they do some really interesting things with really basic level special effects that prove that those kind of things are still plenty effective if you use them correctly. The one thing I really got to know is like at the end when the lady get, when the, the, the possessed rich lady gets shot in the head. Yeah, when she gets shot in the head and they got like the blood spatter behind her and the like the the bullet wound appears on her forehead, uh like that bullet wound has to be like a digital after effect, right? Cuz there were a couple of those here like when they go in and out of the portal, there's that weird lightning flash that clearly was added after like or I I mean I would assume I don't know how that would have but that part, like, with the thing appearing on her forehead, but that blood splatter behind her, like, I saw it fall onto the floor of the stage behind her, right? And just, like, I, I was really impressed by that for something that is ostensibly, like, a, you know, a very independent uh, uh, theater production. So you can see that they took that money from the faith that all of these Kickstarter backers had in them uh, and turned around and, and put it back into like a, a full blown production here, and I like it was definitely good enough uh, that I I, I do want to go back and watch uh, uh, the the guy who doesn't like musicals or whatever the heck it's yeah, called. That is it. I wanted to see if you'd say it or well, what you would. Yeah. Is it the guy it who didn't be? like musicals or the man yes. who didn't like musicals? The guy who didn't like musicals. You'll figure it out. There's a very catchy theme song called The Guy Who Didn't <laughs> Does Like Musicals. Does it go, The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals? You were very close. Yeah. <laughs> you were very, very close. Um, oh. God, it's it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, it it's was, one of my it, favorite it was, stage productions of anything ever. For sure. And, and of course, has some... Uh, uh, definitely, uh, they, they had some things that they wanted to say, and I think they managed to say them pretty clearly without being uh, too... Uh, 
uh, too super preachy or anything. Uh, also, I just happen to agree with a lot of the things they were trying to say <laughs> here, so I, maybe I'm just a little bit more forgiving uh, of them, but I, I, I didn't find it obtrusive. Uh, in any way, uh, I, I did the, some really solid acting here, uh, and and some real genuine drama. Like the whole uh, subplot of uh, of the mother dying in a car accident that that he caused, uh, and then the turnaround when Becky Barnes uh, just it, flat out just confesses in the middle of the show to murdering the. Uh, Mel, she doesn't know if he died, but he never came back from out of the woods. So yeah, he probably fucking died. Uh, like that kind of came out of nowhere, and I was just like, "Oh shit, this is getting heavy." Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just uh, I I really enjoyed this. I really appreciate what they tried to do. Uh, I think they made really effective use of what they had available to him, and I think most importantly. Uh, while it might not be like my favorite, most blowaway musical I've, I've ever seen, it was good enough to keep me locked in so that the limitations of what it did didn't bother me. You know, it, like none of it took me out of this in any way. When that when that dude gets his throat sliced, like I was like, oh shit! Like it it hit me. Like it was effective. You know, it was it was just really well done. I uh, I can't say uh, enough about this. I'm definitely going to be uh, looking at some more Star Kid things uh, as as time goes on. And I'm glad that you found a way to uh, to sort of wedge this. In. Yeah, just sort of wedge yeah. this into our, our our show's history here. Yeah, because I've been trying to tell you to watch the guy who didn't like musicals for more than a year. And then you're like, do you want to do a Black Friday show? I was like, yes, about Black Friday. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, because I knew that you were going to at least somewhat like it. Um, can, out we, of every- can we also do a bonus episode, Michelle, about the Megadeth song Black Friday? Sure. I will have okay. to listen to it first because I don't know. I'm, I'm going to just put like a like a seven second clip in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? It's pretty it's good. Back. Right? Wow, that I sure like that music. Uh, speaking Black of Friday! music, the <laughs> if you had to pick one person just from their stage presence from this production, who do you think wrote all the music? Oh I just gosh, know who looks like they wrote all this music. Who wrote this? The um, music in particular, because basically all the. Stage parts are written by Nick and Matt Lang. Uh, they are right. brothers, and they've but done music and lyrics that, by music. that. The, uh, and I, I remember seeing. The, uh, is it the uh, uh, the person who played the crazy, wispy-haired, big glasses uh, dude who tries to buy all the Wigglies? No, that's Jamie Lynn Beattie. But I love that. I was oh. just curious who you would pick. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Blim, aka the Colonel. <laughs> all this music oh um, the colonel are you serious is, yeah he is chaotic so he joins star kid with the twisted musical which is aladdin but wicked where jafar and jafar is played by dylan saunders the main uh tim or tom or ted the the dad from this one is right. jafar in that tom. musical and jeff blim is a shirtless aladdin who is just an asshole and like And Jafar's like, guys, come on, he's such a dick. And they're like, no, he's not. He's just arrogant and chaotic. 
And now he just does all their music. And I'm so happy about it because, oh, my God, adding Jeff Blim, like, brought their stuff to a new level. Like, everything in here, even there, there's a couple times um, where I'm like, is this song even necessary? I like the song. I just wish that we were doing something else. So even when I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, I wish this wasn't here and I was seeing something else. I'm like, God, it's a, it's a banger, though. Like, I just I love everything he writes music wise i just wish it could like cut a half hour out of this or give me like more horror stuff um, yeah and i uh, like my only complaint about this musical uh I, i'm i'm really uh like, like it's very clear that literally everybody involved here uh is was was fully committed right like oh, i yeah. imagine this is a group of people who have all been working together for a while uh yeah. and uh it's uh yeah I, I i don't know really what else to say about it except that uh i i really enjoyed it and it makes me want to see more of the things they have done uh also i'm not going to lie uh even though i really do and and this is just obviously not a, a horror thing but just i really wish there were more really well orchestrated and planned uh, filmed productions or, or filmed versions of of live theater productions oh, because I think yes. when you do it well, it's a really interesting and unique experience and it's a lot of fun. But at the same time, there was a part of me about two-thirds of the way through this that was just like, I'd like to see this as just like a straight full production horror comedy movie, right? Like, Like take this <laughs> same idea... But make like a like you know maybe I don't know if you could keep the songs or not, but just this basic story. I like this story, right? Like this yeah. is a good story. The this this, uh, this tickle me Elmo being being possessed by an eldritch horror from another dimension. <laughs> I knew you'd like the Lovecraft. I loved part. it. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, you, um, you, you put Cthulhu face tentacles on anything, and I'm gonna show up <laughs> for it. Uh, so speaking of people who have worked together for a long time, um, there's what I would consider like the OG star kid people. There are several of them. Lauren Lopez, AKA the rich lady has been there since the beginning. Joey Richter, now her husband, uh, the guy who played the evil devil guy. I forgot what they called him. Wiley, Dr. Wiley. <laughs> Does he have a PhD? I don't remember. Um, Jamie Lynn Beatty is the one who you thought wrote the music. Uh, and she's been there. She was Ginny Weasley in the original stuff. And then Dylan Saunders, AKA the main father guy was Dumbledore in um, the original. Yeah, Tom. Thank you. Um, and then I kind of consider this like the Avengers where now we're in phase two and these are the newer people. Um, and I really just to wanted to, <laughs> I really just wanted to mention this because I have to tell you the name of one of the people from what I consider phase two of Starkid because he has the coolest name ever and his name is Hurt Mega. Is that not the best name you've ever heard in your whole life? Um, well, he's no. also married to the, the redhead from this who is Kim in Whelan. love with Tom. Yeah, Kim Whelan. Uh, he's married to her. And so when he says the line, uh, she used to be a lot hotter or something like that, he's saying that about <laughs> his actual wife. And that's hilarious. That's that's pretty. Uh, oh, uh, Kurt Mega is a good name. It is not remotely the best name good. I've ever heard, but it's a good name. It's really high up there. Uh, it's well, really the, high up there. The the, the greatest name uh, I've ever heard will is and will always be 
dick butt kiss. <laughs> okay, but imagine that he marries Kurt, and then we have Kurt mega butt kiss. <laughs> mega butt kiss. Oh god. Mega butt kiss. Uh, yeah. See, there's a there's an improvement um, for both of them. Um, they can have butt it. kiss mega it's for good. the other person. It's yeah. Good. Oh it's man. Good. I'm so glad that I have finally shown you that I'm right and that you need to. I honestly tomorrow. I don't work tomorrow. I will be rewatching the guy who don't like musicals for the team time. This is this is the this is the the even better part about this is uh, earlier in the episode you mentioned that you've been trying to get me to watch the guy who doesn't like musicals for like a year. And I don't even remember you once mentioning it to me. I'm not saying I believe you did. I absolutely believe you did. And I (laughs) believe that you believe I did. I have have no memory whatsoever of you ever saying anything about something called the guy who didn't like musicals. And I'm so sorry. But I I am sure that it was was one of my 3 a.m. thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> Where I messaged you at 3 a.m. and I was listening oh, okay. to the soundtrack again, and I'm like, "Oh my god, JD, you need to watch this." And you're like, "Okay," and never thought about it again. But I just mention it randomly because, oh my god, like it is one of the best theatrical productions I've ever seen. Obviously, you can't compare it to like Broadway because like their budget is insane. But as far as like what these people, as just a small talented group of people, is able to do. I, yeah. I'm obsessed. Even when I don't oh. love their stuff, I love their energy so much. I almost forgot the one thing that I really specifically said to myself. That's something I want to mention. What I really loved was uh, the musical within a musical when they're wa- when uh, because the way they do Santa? it is great. Uh, yeah, what the the way they do it because like there's the act break and you come in from act two. And they just start <laughs> act two in that other musical. And for a minute, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Is this, is this going to be like an anthology type show where each act is kind of its own self-contained thing? Uh, but then the way they transitioned out, I thought that was really solid. Uh, and again, just a, a, a next level of like like real quality in the writing and the production that they they transitioned from the one to the other so smoothly i really liked that um i think that they also benefit from it being an original production um oh, for sure. that they can do whatever they want they can get on stage and realize like this improv line is hilarious and you can't mm-hmm. do that if you buy the rights to do a play you can't add you can subtract right. kind of there's a little bit of freedom but they could get out there and then be like oh this thing we just said is really funny or hey this blocking makes a lot more sense if you enter from stage left instead of stage right, right. Well, they can that's adjust why I... and give you the best stuff that's why I also say uh, like they, they, I have to believe, right, that the people, they, like, they went into this knowing they were going to produce it for YouTube because they had been doing this for a while. Yeah. yeah. And I have to believe that the people who did the actual filming and production were involved from minute one, right, so that they could be right in there with them. Because here's the other thing about it. This is very clearly a multi-camera shoot, and you never see a cameraman on screen. Like, not once. They, Do you like want to know some... the trick? Well, yes, Michelle, tell me the trick. I... You do. Oh. You record multiple shows and edit them together? Yeah, I know. Okay. 
I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not dumb, Michelle. Uh, but, but maybe it's something that you're like, oh, I never even thought about that because you. I think like people, unlike us, who have like some theatrical experience and some right. video experience, like that kind of thing, they might not know. Like, oh, sure, or you just yeah. do them, and then you do the best take, and then you do a couple filler shots, like so that right. you don't see the camera. But yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, I also uh, I like that they they they, this is also like I said it's unashamedly a a theater production. Uh, uh, You clearly know something is going on when they they or or that there's some kind of uh, at least built in fan base here because they switch to shots of of things going on and you can see a few members of the audience and and several Mm -hmm. of them prominently wearing Star Kid Productions T-shirts and whatnot. Uh, like wearing a so, band's T-shirt to the concert, you're not right, supposed to do that. that I've learned. Don't be I, that I'm guy. that guy. I have you, have you ever? Has, has nobody seen PCU? Come on. You're no, wear... but I just found out I have that DVD. I've never seen PCU. <laughs> I found out yesterday I own a DVD anything. of PCU, and I'd never even heard of it. You're so not that's missing hilarious. anything at all except John Favreau with like Earth. weird dreadlock, like like '90s. Uh, stoner scumbag dreadlocks is just. Well, you're proving <laughs> that I am in a simulation, and that's why I'm gonna. Somebody's gonna mention PCU to me tomorrow. I'm gonna be like, "Yep, we're all inside a computer. None of this matters." <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. Well, I, Michelle... I do love that you see the audience a lot. They do remind you this is a stage production. Oh, sure. Yeah, and they don't cut them out. I love that. There's one lady who just looks horrified, um, in the background <laughs> yeah. every time they show her, and she's like, my, oh my favorite. God. She's, I don't know if she's enjoying it and kind of scared or if she does not like it at all. And I hope I never find out. I do like the, the like, what is this lady's thought process? Like, she kept me really engaged every time. I, I, won- I wonder if maybe it wasn't a simple matter of she never stopped to consider that even if she didn't know the cameras were there. And obviously everybody has to be made aware that they're going to be recorded, right? So she... Uh, maybe what she didn't know is that they were going to put a spotlight right on her, clearly m- making her be on camera as well. Because why would they spotlight something in the show if they're not taping it to be on the show? And she was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on the show. And she really was. Some people don't like to be on camera is my point. I hope that she did not know she was going to a horror comedy musical. She thought that this was going to be, be like an funny. improv show. And then no. she's like, what the fuck? Why is this doll... Why is there a cult around this doll? Who is the guy with the extreme, uh, what is it, the comb over? Uh, why does he want 8,500 the, of these things? Oh, well, he tells you, and it's Sherman. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Sherman, yeah. One for the bath. I'll tickle him, and he'll tickle me. <laughs> oh, man. Great. I, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I, I tried not to fangirl too hard, but I did want to make it for people who might tune in because they know a little bit of Star Kid. Give them some history oh, sure. that they might not know. Just... I'll I'll educate them. I could talk. No, I don't. So I don't have a problem with that. it at all. I, I, I oh, this absolutely I qualifies as as horror comedy uh, for sure. Yes, it's uh, so funny. <laughs> uh, I, I think more than anything, I think what made me think, oh, I would love to see this as a as a full production uh, film, uh, is that sequence uh, when they're in the black and white and 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 Wiggly appears. Uh, like mm-hmm. that was so simple. What they did with some garland decoration and a couple of spotlights, but it also made me think, like, man, if you could replicate this in a cinematic way so that, like, 
obviously there's a little bit more going on and it's a little bit more layered and, and nuanced, but still keeping that same vibe of never actually really seeing more than just the bright eyes and the tentacle face. Fuck, that would be so cool. Yeah. Give these people way more money. Let yeah. them do whatever they want. Well, clearly people, have, like they I said, they, 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 their Kickstarter asked for 150 grand. They got 550 that's 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 uh that's almost four times as much as they asked for, Michelle. That's pretty goddamn impressive. I know. I I need them to have more money though. Meanwhile, money. we can't get somebody to pay twenty bucks to cover the 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 server bill every month. <laughs> server bill. Server uh, bill. Whatever. Oh, I, for the I website. Yeah. No, I don't know what we're talking about. I thought you meant like in a restaurant. I no. completely. I got very confused. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, all right. Well, this needs to go up. Okay. It's it's uh it's literally uh less than a Black minute Friday. until actual Black Friday, guys. We watched this. It, it's on Thanksgiving, so like I took two and a half hours, now three and a half hours away from my family on Thanksgiving to yeah, bring this episode choice. to you on Black That's Friday the best way. and. It is now officially Black Friday, so I don't think there's anything else to do but say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.